<laughs> I'm just so used to clapping, and that doesn't feel right that we could start without clapping. Well, next time, burn your microphone. <sighs> and also read the book. Um, all right, let's get it cracking like a bad back. How are you? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's it's just a Nikki lyric. It's not like it came right out of my brain. Oh, I thought you were so smart and clever for a second. No, I say that all the time. You obviously just don't listen. Yeah. All right, our friendship is doing golden at the moment. I'm Rob. I'm Geraldine. And welcome to Gay Book Friends, the podcast where we read books, and if they're not gay... We'll make them gay. But it's sort of, like, contingent on if the books are read. Because, like, I think a podcast like this is really fun when we can talk about a lot of things other than just what we read and then regurgitate. Even yes. though I've had so much fun, like, talking about how much I the hate our The problem with... This is you simply have to read more so we can have. I more don't think the fans, you know, I don't think they're mad. No, but I mean, in order for these the bestie, all to of work. the thousands, <laughs> the millions of fans. I listen. Today's episode though is something that we wanted to do for a while anyway, and I'm at really at least excited. two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> at least two weeks. I'm trying to like blah, 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 make it sound like this has been cooking. I mean, I think it low key has because it's something that we touch on all the time, mm-hmm. and it's like a big important part of like why I like reading, and like, yeah. everyone who probably enjoys reading as an adult. You always have books or moments or what were you saying? Seminal? Seminal. Yes, let's bring up the seminal fluids. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, go ahead if you want. That's that's for the ne- that's for a different segment. After hours. Um, GBF after dark. Yeah. <gasps> that's coming. Once we branch. Don't say that. <laughs> the GBF cinematic universe. If we can share editing, of course. That's of a course. threat. That's a threat to all of you listeners. We are gonna be talking about our favorite. Not just books, really, but our favorite characters from YA novels, because I think it's so clear, at least, like, with me and with the people I know who, like, all were, like, people who read books and stuff in middle school and, like, made it their whole personality. You definitely became an unhealthy, unhealthily attached to a character or two. Or if not, just, like, like, obsessed. Right? And how is that not, you know, relevant today? I think it's, I think my favorite characters are relevant. Yeah, well, you bring them up every day. And that's why I wrote in our outline, I said, I'm going to apologize for talking about similar books. But only one of my characters is from from a book that I probably always, I do always talk about. Very interesting. But how could I not talk about? Okay. That's what I'm thinking. And you know, I don't know. I generally knows, we're going to do two. Right? So we're going to do a male character and a female character. Or like a male presenting, female presenting. Right. Because not that gender matters. (laughs) Um, I was really trying to pick my brain for a non-binary character, but there aren't any. Um, oh, that's not true. But well, no, not in my in my childhood. I mean, Dobby or something. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, <sir. laughs> that's a serve, actually. Dobby, yeah, probably like Dobby from um, you know uh, Harry Potter by Hatsune Miku. Um, I, we'll be talking more about that later. I am really excited because I don't know what Geraldines are, and I actually want to see if I can figure it out. Like, I do. Do I know who they are? So even if I ask you questions, I would. I could possibly know, no. or it's just, it's, oh, okay. I don't think you would know them You could all. try to guess mine then, because you definitely know both of mine. Well, you know one, but you can try to guess the other one. Obviously, Robert. What does his name rhyme with? Uh. <laughs> Albus Dumbledore. No, okay. <laughs> can you imagine? He's gay, right? Yeah. No, but who likes him? He's sort of a martyr. Oh, is that yours? No. <laughs> I'll show you mine, but you show me yours. No, mine's obviously my king. Mr. Finnick O'Dare. The Hunger Games. But it's obvious. It's so obvious. And I have so much to say about why. Okay. Like, more than I thought. Because I really thought about it. Okay. Okay. Now, yours. You're going to guess? Can you just say, like, what type of book it is? Uh, 
fantasy uh what is a four book series called Cor- <laughs> i don't know it's a four book series but that now there's a spin-off series about my favorite character oh my god is it aragon oh yeah <laughs> just kidding dragon core is it is aragon the dragon or the person i didn't read can someone let me know I don't know. Anybody in the audience know? Is it? Who, who is she? The dragon? Oh, oh I thought about who is she, like who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who I'm is like, she? There's someone else here. Okay, Aragorn's the dragon. Not my favorite character. What about like, you remember that goth guy from Percy Jackson? Nico? And then he like, <laughs> and he like commits it. I, don't, I, I don't never know. finished this series. I thought it was real. It was really deep for a, ch- a children's book. Okay, and then my last guess is <laughs> Professor Snape or something. Um, I'm not mentally ill. Yeah, are you sure? Well, I am, so that's why I'm saying I love him. Well, he, he is I, that your last guess? Yeah, because I don't even know what book this is. Oh, is it from the Tragic Events of the Children Unfortunate series? Is it him? <laughs> no. Is it Neil Patrick Harris? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so then that, first of it. all, that's not a YA book. That's a middle grade book. All right, that's a different episode. Uh, yes. Okay, so who is that? So it is Ronan Lynch from from R five. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, and I lie. Is, there, is like, there a brother named Ronan? Isn't it like Ross, Rami, Rodney? <laughs> aren't they all? And their last name is Lynch. Okay. What's well, not? No. <laughs> I'm gonna Google that while you talk. Uh. R5? Yeah. Uh, okay. Ronan Lynch, originally from the Raven Boys, but now oh, he yeah, has just his, from the Raven Boys. The spin-off series. Who's Adam? Oh, his boyfriend. Oh, wait, he's gay? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and his spin-off series is called The Dreamers Trilogy. Cute. Well, I don't know him, but I'm excited to learn. Do, show, now, do you want to guess the girl? Is she a girl boss? <laughs> well, kind of. No, I, I, I'm gonna say no, cause she's too like anti like the system to like be like a girl boss. Yeah, and no one would listen to her, so I'm just gonna say no. Is she okay? What genres? Well, let me preface. It's not like this person is someone that like I admire, cause you know Finnick is no. someone whose character like as even as an adult, I'm like I see why there I are love good them. Characters versus interesting characters. Well, this character is just my favorite female character because of like the chokeholds that she had and i feel like i was so obsessed with them for no reason and it speaks a lot about who i was it's not from the hunger games though is it that's like too big of a question you have to ask about the character itself does she wear glasses yes (laughs) she wears glasses sometimes sometimes she does wear them but it's not like it's actually it, it is important that she has glasses but i don't know if she wears them all the time she doesn't uh Okay, because is she an average brown-haired girl? No, uh, (laughs) that's the thing. I feel like it's funny to think about why she, as a character, was so like appeal, like interesting to me. You know what I mean? Like that's the psychology I want to get into. Is she a teenager? Yes, yes, simply. (laughs) I don't know who this is. Okay, I'm like really embarrassed. But the reason from the Hunger Games? No, not from Hunger Games. I'll say that. Not. I'll just say, unless you want to take, like, one more or two more swings. Give me 
start speaking and I'll see if I can So <laughs> it's funny because I am embarrassed that this would be my favorite female character, but it's just she's at the top of my mind because I feel like when I thought like being weird was like so cool. She was like so cool to me and like she was one of the like side su- and you know I have a thing for like the supporting characters who can introduce in later books. That's like one of my favorite yeah. things that makes up a favorite character of mine. Okay. So she comes in, I'll say what book she's from and you're gonna know. Don't you just say. Say the book series. So from Harry Potter. It's Cho Chang. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, Luna Love Good. Yes. How could I not? Yes, glasses, because she has those spectacles yeah, when she reads, yeah, and she yeah. sees the flitty things flying around in the train. I, you were a Luna girl. I was such a Luna girl. I was Luna, upset. Hi, hi, hi. Such, um... Y'all streaming Luna? Paint the town? I've been streaming Luna since Kim Chi tweeted every single day. <laughs> Stream Luna. Um, well, not really. Only actually till recently. But no, how could I not say her? Because it's like, when I think about being in middle school reading YA novels, I was like, oh, I'm just going to be her. I was like, I'm going to be in Ravenclaw. I'm going to be, you know, whatever. We'll get into it. So yeah, I can't believe you didn't guess, though. Sorry. It's totally fine. She's like, you can be better than that, but... Women in your life. Um, I have literally no idea. Cause is, it, is it from a book I know? No. no. Oh, is it from Rainbow Rowell's books? No. <laughs> I was going to say, you're I don't think you're, sick. I don't think oh. like books that much. Okay, so just say who she is. Because, we, you know, we can't do this. Uh, I think, to be safe, I haven't put that much thought, but, like, I immediately imprinted her, imprinted onto her when I read <laughs> okay, this Okay, Jacob. Renesme. Listen, we're all... Renesmee is my favorite. She's coming. <laughs> um, it's uh, Delilah Bard. <laughs> from... The way the word Bard <laughs> is in my life is so ruined because it doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, I would Del- say Delilah Bard from uh, the Shades of London series. So, why... I mean, it's not crazy to me that your favorite gay character... I mean, who's a... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry. Let, who's your favorite okay. gay character, let me though? Go, let me go back in time. Well, there's characters who I know are gay but are, like, not gay. Um, what, why That's is your another fa- episode. It's not ironic to me that your favorite male character is gay. It's not. So, why him, other than that? Other than... I didn't choose him because he was gay. You didn't? Then why are you friends with me? The personality? The body? <laughs> <laughs> the memories. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so what about him? Um, so if anyone has read The Raven Boys, um, I would say in general, The Raven Boys is sort of very character heavy. It's very successful. Like probably one of some of the best characters in YA fiction, but like the actual process of reading the books is like difficult because <laughs> it's just so lore heavy and so like mythology based. I hate when it's lore heavy. That like, I even like, the second book in the series, Dream Thieves, I started reading it, I got 100 pages in, and then I put it down, and then I didn't pick it up again until like a year later. But I still love the series. <laughs> but it's just... I feel that. Like, sometimes you have to... I do that with TV where I love something so much, but I have to... Like, randomly in the middle of an episode, I'm like, I have to stop watching this, and I'll go back eight months later, and I still love it. Well, it's not that I liked it. I, I think like, we could talk about this another day too, but like, sequels are either really good or really horrible oh yeah there's a sequel curse out there and i think maggie steve fodder who writes all the raven boys and the dreamers trilogy like she suffers a lot from like second book syndrome um where like her sort of like you being the second child syndrome oh no you're the third lol i am a middle child though so do you is that hard (laughs) is that hard being the one that's in the middle i'm surviving 
Clearly, you're thriving. What? Ronan Lynch is a middle child. See, this is what I want to get into. Because do you think that psychologically, on different levels, we like these characters because of things in our brain that we don't even know that we know? Well, here's because I think we do. Here's what Ronan Lynch is. He is the chosen one that everyone has given up on. Oh. And I realized throughout the years, like, I really like reading those characters. Like men or just children anyone who everyone's like you are is it sort of like avatar mm, like he was supposed no, to be the one no, no, and no, then no. Like, everyone's like the fuck he's no plot. he's just like so powerful and like so there's magic in the book and he has he's a dreamer so dreamers can like they have different um abilities but he can take things out of his dreams into real life Oh, and he's the only one in his really. family who can do that. And he's the only one in the friend group in the Raven Boys who has magical powers. But he uh, hates himself so much. <laughs> and no one, like, he's kind of like, uh, I wouldn't call him a bad boy, per se, because uh, he's just very hurt. <laughs> but he uh, is sort of no one really thinks he, he's going to amount to much well would you say he contributes to like one of those like boring tropes like i hate well obviously you love him so you, i don't know but when like the man is the main character of a story and he's not like, the main character oh that's what i was going to ask because being a main character of a book for me like almost automatically ruins me ever liking you mm. especially when you're like a boy who's yeah. like i See, have all the power like is... harry potter is that one and then like yeah like but like Harry Potter's the opposite, where he's like the chosen one and everyone pities him. But like yes. Ronan Lynch, in Ronan Lynch's case, he's technically hated. the chosen one, but he's hated and no one really cares about him and no one watches him, no one like checks up on him and stuff like that. I ch- Beyonce checks up on me. No, I, <laughs> I, so he's rolling right. I. But oh, I would table. say I will say this. So he's not the main character. Yeah. Of the Raven Boys. He's the main character in the Dreamers trilogy, but I really do feel like she wrote the Raven Boys so she could sell Ronan Lynch. Because Ronan Lynch, to me, feels like her magnum opus. Like, she's always been waiting to write him. It was her lemonade moment. It was. (laughs) He wrote off the success of the first books, which the first book is sold so heterosexually. It's so funny. (laughs) Because it's, like, the whole, like, the summary of it's just, like, uh... This girl meets this group of boys. Her mom and her aunts are all psychics. And she's always been told, like, since she was very young, that the first person she'll kiss will die. Oh, wait, I love this. And she's seen the boy very in American her dreams. Story coming. And it's him? And no, and it's not Ronan. It's this other like... guy who's the, like, the real, like, main character. He's like the group leader, basically. Um, and oh, wow. Ronan Lynch is one of the friends, and he becomes a bigger part. He slowly becomes, like, sort of an integral part of the book series and the friend group. So him being gay, is that like not, is that like a part of what endured you to him or was that just happened to be like, oh, he's gay and he's already great? Um, Here's the thing about that. Cause I feel like a lot of times authors will tack on people being gay just for the added trauma effect, right? Yeah, of course. But like you're saying like during, well, obviously during the book he comes out as gay, but are you talking about when authors do it even after the book has already come yeah, out? Yeah, that too, but also like, that's just they'll just, add, they're like, oh, he's he's so sad and uh, nothing goes right in his life. Oh, and he's also gay and that makes his life horrible like, as well. Yes, Albus Dumbledore was sucking dick and cock at the <laughs> birthday party. It's true, it's true. <laughs> I, I, it but was like, mine. What I'm, I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> to me, Ronan Lynch being gay never felt like it was just to add to his trauma you know oh that's good is the is the author gay uh or no something? she's in a 
she's she got married at like 18 and she's still with him she has like goats and she races cars and she's an artist too yeah, and she, virginia i'm kind of living uh yeah I'm so ronan yeah he's he's gay and it comes around very naturally i think like he's very self-destructive and he falls in love with this guy uh, and adam's also a pity case kind of because he's like the only scholarship student at this academy so it's it's dark academia basically oh. um and why? yeah adam actually dates the main character first love triangle who is a guy no oh, a girl gay love triangle i mean why eh um but ronan has always been in love with tim it's, it's is ronan someone you still think about to this day oh yeah oh so that's so that's why he's the one he, because these characters that we chose had to be the people that like are still like in my mind like on replay no yeah yeah like i retweeted <laughs> finnick O'Dare fan cams and then they got deleted i was like can you believe i remember i was going through my twitter i'm like why was why would this get taken down? It's probably because it used like promiscuous ex motive by Ariana. No, but like it's Ronan's a very popular character for very obvious reasons. I think. I think it's you know having a young gay character in like a YA book who actually isn't just like some sort of like annoying like you said like gay is tacked on just to create trauma or to be some sort of stereotypical like you know for face value gay character. Oh, I'm gonna put a gay person in my book, but actually like is a part of their character in a natural way is good because like. There's definitely a lot of authors who just know they're going to put in a And he's person. also not, neither Ronan or Adam are very, like, gay presenting, too, which is a, <laughs> well, it's like, well, is there an issue with that as no. well? But it's also like, I don't know. I didn't expect them to be gay. I wanted them to be. <laughs> but That's even more satisfying. But then they like, ended I up kissing at some point and literally getting together. Well, I know some, like, fandom slash actors like, who are all about, like, I am, our characters are not gay. The fact that you insinuate that our characters like each other and are gay, it's disgusting. It's sick. They're male friends. It's like, yes, we know male friendship exists, but some men do want to fuck. And they're friends first. What now? You know what I mean? So if that's what you're thinking, oh, these boys are cute, they should hook up, and then they do, that must be satisfying to read. I'll say that. My character's not gay at all. But that's a great thing, because I think that if he ever was queer it would just add too many layers to, to who he is and i love this character he could be queer he just he could be but he, I, I only picture him with like one person who's a love of his life so you know who's a woman so finnick everyone knows the hunger games i'm issuing an apology right now and there's i'm not going to say much about anything about this series but did you know that now i'm going to tie it to something that i'm embarrassed to kind of tie it to but i was thinking about who my favorite characters are from the mcu now, I started watching Marvel when I was depressed, and I ended up watching all because of WandaVision. All because of WandaVision. It was a gay trap. Whoever designed WandaVision was so smart because they're like, we have a missing demographic of like just <laughs> fags with nothing to do who are just going to be slayed by a the woman way you're doing nothing. No, I'm not looking at Max. I'm actually looking at Natalie because I know she hates it when I talk about Marvel. But my top three favorite MCU characters, real quick, are Wanda, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> And Rocket the Raccoon. And I, yes, I love all of <laughs> that them That queer-coded so, mess. Yes, yes, I love all of them so much. And Bucky Barnes is one hot, check. Two, completely damaged, check. Because of three, trauma that was induced by, like, a fascist government regime, check. And What I will say, though, is I feel like Bucky leans into, like, his destruction 
more. Well, Bucky was brainwashed yeah. by oh, a science. I never, I never watched. Yeah, so Bucky was medically, like, his brain was, like, radioactively, like, brainwashed by technology to turn him into a super killing soldier. But you look at Fennec, who has taken life. Like, all of the characters in The Hunger Games, obviously the ones that are alive, have all killed someone. Like, for all the people, you know what I mean? So they've been through that. And two, Finnick for me was a character that first, I couldn't explain what it was. Like maybe it was part of my awakening of sexuality, but I don't think Suzanne Collins ever wrote these books, to be honest, like that queer coded, nor were they that sexual really in nature at all. I didn't like, think they had to be. No, I, that's what I'm trying to say. So yes, Finnick was written to be like the hot boy, but I have a golden boy obsession. Like going throughout my life, I've realized the books that I'm reading, how much I love a fucking character who's a little bit gay and is like blonde and tall and everyone's obsessed with. I don't know what it is. Also listening to Taylor Swift music, I can't, like honestly, I'm shocked that in my early 20s, I've transitioned into listening to more Taylor and watching Marvel. I don't know. I think I'm just owning up to my like identity as like a white gay person but she makes so much music about golden boys and being because i guess her her fiance or i don't even know if they're engaged is blonde but that's so me and also finnick is a character whose trauma you see and this is what the hunger games does well and like everything that, that he like does like one of the biggest twists in Mockingjay is when he reveals, he, he's kind of used as a political pawn by the rebellion to take down President Snow. And he reveals a lot of what he was forced to do. And unfortunately, he was forced into basically sex slavery. And I think like a huge theme in the Hunger Games is, you know, you're never free. You're always in the games, right? So even when you win the games, you're still owned by the government. Um, and the price he had to pay to not, to... To basically to sell his body or else he would lose a love of his life and his family. And throughout all of it, though, he's one of the best confidants to Katniss and all of her trauma. He knows exactly... She's, he's one of the only people that she knows how to seek out and actually talk to about her feelings because her man can't talk about it. Her other man has no emotions. Her sister, her mother, she has to take care of them. Joanna's a mess. Uh, Sinna is dead. Everyone's basically dead. And Finnick is like that boy. And I just think, like, his presence in that book, that shoulder that Katniss has to lean on, but also he's like the, like... Prick, the like cocky, like smart, like you know, uh, hot boy with a, a huge sensitive side. That's what I think I love about characters like Bucky Barnes too, who we see in now this in the series um, that he's in. He's dealing, working through his trauma of oh my god, I kill people, but I'm just a soft boy, and he's a little gay. Like you cannot tell me <laughs> that he is not one of the most submissive and breedable characters in the MCU. Like he should have been with Captain America, and now he needs to fuck the Falcon, and I'm, they're wasting their time. The Finnick is really important to me. I think as someone who has a weird relationship with connecting to men, because I don't ever, like, I don't have any connection to heterosexual men. I ever feel bad for them. I don't look up to them. Nothing. He has this hold on me. And I don't know if it's just because he's hot, or maybe it's because he's just more than that. Listen, Finnick was my favorite character in The Hunger Games, too. He's an obvious fave. He just is. And I said I love, um, not secondary characters, but yes, the secondary characters. People who are introduced later in the series who are just there to serve. He, I'm glad you say he's your favorite. That always makes me so proud. Like, the fact that I can search for Nico Dare like on Twitter me. and find fan cams of him is what's so important to me. I was literally in that room reading Catching Fire when he died. I, I purposely... First of all, he did not die in Catching Fire. That's number oh, one. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I did not want to go into that. I read all three of those books. We could do day. a whole episode. I just retweeted something about this, too. And it's like, fuck 
any creator of any you know medium who kills off characters for absolutely no, no reason. reason. There was no thematic. I have a lot to reason say about that behind too. why Finnick. It was just life shock was factor. To, just shock factor. She was and, killing her darling, and he was not a shock factor character. And his and arc, the way he dies. Is... I don't want to talk about it. It makes this. I just and his arc wasn't necessarily over. Oh, no. Like his his trauma and the, his character getting to the end of where you know. Of Mockingjay, yes, he did get to marry Annie, but just for him to die anyway, I mean, the whole idea of them being victors and escaping the games, but you never really can, I get, I just said that's one of the main themes of the book, but Katniss and Peeta do, and we're supposed to be really happy about it. Why couldn't Finnick? Why? And I have a huge issue with Mockingjay in general, because the way Joanna's just not in it, and we lose Finnick. It's really hard for me to talk about, but at this point, I'm a little bit desensitized, because it's, like, come up too many times, especially on this podcast. I love him. I hope everyone else out there loves him. And it's there's more than him just being the hot boy. I think if ever if ever there's a hot boy, but there's more to them, come on. That's the best. For me. Okay, so hot, when, hot boys can have hearts too. Yeah, exactly. Breaking news. Women. I just think that women I women. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have to say about this girl who I don't know? Um Darcy? No, Delilah. Delilah. She goes by Lila. That's a little annoying. Bard? Bard. Now she really is giving me Lucy Gray vibes. But... Well, Who is she? What's the book about? Like, introduce. Uh, so this series is uh, by V.E. Schwab. Very popular. And I think this was the series that um, catapulted her to a success, to mm-hmm. be honest. It's the one like like, now she's just everywhere, girl. Can't escape her. What does she write? I don't know who she is. You're not reading books. V. <laughs> Schwab. Okay, it's like. Uh, at this point, I've read all of her books. It's like E.B. White. Um, but Shades of London is a series about the main character. His name is Cal, and he uh, can travel between parallel universes. And in this scenario, there are four Londons, and London is the only same thing in all of these parallel universes. Red London is the London he lives in, and they all have various forms of magic. So in Red London, he is the adopted uh, prince, basically. Like, he has an older brother who's the actual heir to the throne, but he's adopted by the royal family to be their, like, messenger. Because there's just, like, p- few people who can travel between the worlds. Okay, cool. So Red London is full of magic. There's, like, little to no restrictions on magic. Grey London is where Delilah's from, and it's the London that's most close to, like, our London in like say the 1800s so it takes place in the 1800s no it's fantasy so but it's like sort of that vibe it's like it's like the 1800s London you can imagine like gray London okay so she comes from a no magic whatsoever demon Barbara Fleet Street um Uh, white London is sort of like it's sort of like only the powerful people have magic and then black london has been destroyed by magic so there's nothing there anymore um delilah i've done a light of white london you should not do not (laughs) so basically kel finds delilah um in gray london while he's there and basically she ends up uh becoming a traveler so she's always had it she's like she's She's always been able to travel, but I guess she like she didn't have the tools to because Grey London isn't uh, educated on magic or whatever. Um, but Delilah is an orphan. 
Love that. Uh, orphan trope. Yes. Do you have an orphan trope thought? Because I feel like you would like orphans. Oh, you do. I do. Like you orphans. do like them. I'm realizing. It's like, so is that your sexuality? Well, because it also goes back to like found family too, right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like this answered so many doors. So it opened so many doors. Ooh, I'm sweating. Okay, so you like orphans. I like orphans. Sexually and non-sexually. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but, so she's sort of like, she gets the things she needs to do done. She like steals food if she has to. She, Jean Valjean. Like, she's sort of funny and like, she doesn't take things seriously. You know, you can imagine her. She's like the scrappy little Love that orphan. girl. I know her well. Yeah. Um, All my best friends are just like that. But then she ends up like tricking Cal into bringing her to Red London and taking her away from So everything. what about her character as a person is making you be like, this is my girl? Here's the thing about her character, though. The one horrible part about her is she does end up straight. This is not a demerit, but I was very upset. It's a caveat, though. I was very upset when she kissed someone, and I felt like they should have just been friends. <laughs> Did you think it was pushed by the author a little bit? Yeah. For no reason. It wasn't even pushed. It just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh... Do you think authors of YA novels sometimes push love triangles or relationships for the purpose of selling this book or creating a moment around it, but it has nothing to do with the characters? Well, they don't kiss until the third book, and I guess that was supposed to be slow burn, but there was no, like, weird... There was no tension before that to, like, warrant it. Like, I didn't realize it was slow burn until they kissed. I thought they <laughs> were just friends. It wasn't even a slow burn. It was And that's just... what I really liked about her character was she wasn't, like, uh, she wasn't, like, overtly sexual or sexualized ever. Mm. Um, and she was sort of, she gave me non-binary vibes. Like, Goddamn. she, uh, non-binary she would disguise vibes. herself as, like, a man sometimes. Okay. And she was, she Very became, like, she became, uh... <laughs> A pirate ship captain. Well, do this, so do we? So do you think you like the characters we like as children? Like, I do we see ourselves in them? Because with my characters, I know for one, I don't see myself at all in one of them, but in the other one, I do or I did. So with this girl, like, do you feel like you were like relate to her, or she's just simply an orphan? I and remember writing a review, and I said I don't know whether I want to be her or be with her. I think that's what I said in the review. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's like a beautiful way to look at like something because like do we want to be the people that we love or we just like oh so we're getting no we're not getting into like person being a wallflower or whatever but i think which i was gonna go into that book too but that's not really why but i mean i don't know is it it's a little bit too much for ya i don't know what you think the bounds of ya are i don't really know i mean i read everything when i was young but i mean if reading person being wallflower is like a fucking punch in the face after reading like prisoner of azkaban I mean, how do you go from one to the other? I did. But, I mean, this girly sounds... I feel like, in a way, she, like, reminds me of you, describing her. I don't know why. If you had, if you were in London with a little bit of magic and a little bit of spunk, <laughs> why not? I don't know. I also think she just, like, speaks to the aesthetic that I was really into back then. Yeah, you know those TikToks that are, like, the aesthetic of this book? And it's, like, a bunch of rapid pictures, like, really yeah. fast to music. I could see something, like, made for, like, this character. Just the way you've described this book series already, I could see why young little, oh, yeah, like, there are middle schoolers and vests and Oxfords were, like, eating this book and up. And that was me. Wait. I was born <laughs> in the wrong generation. The I way, was born in the wrong wait, generation. The I literally used to wear Oxfords with vests Normal people scare me. I know, but you served with... You ate it up every time. Um, 
don't know. She was just always in charge of everything. Would she be friends with Luna Lovegood? <laughs> like, maybe keep her on the side. First of all, who is friends with Luna Lovegood? Nobody. Nobody. No one. And I, d- d- I love that bitch. I do. Why? Because <laughs> I think when you're young and you're gay or something... And, you know, the author of, I I have no idea who wrote Harry Potter, but whoever did, made such a great, like, instead of actually writing a gay character, like, they just wrote Luna. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the book was begging for some sort of, like, alternate presence in this friend group that was slowly building. We had, like, Dumbledore's army being assembled. And honestly, when it comes to terminology in in Harry Potter, I feel sick even... I don't even remember more than half of it. I talked to other friends who love Harry Potter, and I'm shocked. Like, they'll just pull out of nowhere, like, oh, it was the Polyjuice Potion. I'm like, how is that word in your brain? Like, I don't remember any of the terminology, so I'm probably going to get stuff wrong. But it really doesn't matter, because it's like, Luna was the girl who was from the most unexplored house, Ravenclaw. And that was the one I knew I wanted to be in. And I just think it speaks to how little gay boys, probably girls, whoever, queer kids are like, I just love Luna Lovegood because she had to be like that weird girl. And when I think about my child and I think about being happy. You would come out to her. Yes. Oh, I, she would know. She would, <laughs> she would come out. She'd be like, you're gay? <laughs> I, she puts her hand on my shoulder. You're gay. And I'm pan. I mean, that's pansexual representation. You cannot tell me right now that Luna Lovegood was not pansexual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And she's But there. she was also sort of, I will say, sort of, like, infantilized. Oh, no. A little bit. She probably was. Because, well, any all the dumb girl characters. Well, she's not dumb. She's just misunderstood. But... I feel like they didn't, like, treat her like a real person sometimes. At least when she was first introduced. No. they. I mean, that's another trope, too, with, like, you know, Silly, the dumb girl, who's like, oh, she's such a weirdo. You know, they want to kind of, like, make her... Yeah, I could see infantilization. I guess when I was younger, I was not thinking about that. I wasn't. I, I mean, we Harry. could. I mean, we're never going to reread Harry Potter. No, but never. If we did, we would find so many treasure troves, something <laughs> yeah. we could talk about. I also like that when Harry kind of doesn't have anything, like he's completely alone in life, she's really there for him. It's true, The Order of the Phoenix is a dark, long book. Yeah. It took me a long time to read, and a book like that needs little treasures like Luna. It was needing, and all those 800 pages, thank God someone new showed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who really, I think, helped push the narrative along, at least for Harry's transformation, because he's, you know, uh, he's a an orphan, I guess, right? <laughs> Technically. So Luna being this weirdo that at first he doesn't want to trust because all the other Gryffindor kids are like, oh, that's loony, love good, whatever. She becomes an important key to him wanting to build the army, trusting mm-hmm. other people. Sirius was, well, Sirius dies at the end of this book and Luna's actually there a lot for him in the Half-Blood Prince too because she gets it. Oh, because she introduces mm-hmm. the Chestrels. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. See, yeah. I'm told you, I'm remembering this as I'm going. Yes. And you can only see them if you witness someone die. Yes. And she, That was like we, in the movies, the first thing you learned about her. Yeah, it was <laughs> such a, a pivotal moment. Like, I've, of course, watched, like, Luna Lovegood scenes from <laughs> Order of the Phoenix on YouTube. And it's like, the clip is, it's literally 11 minutes long or, like, 9 minutes long. Because she's honestly in none of the movie. Mm-hmm. And all of her scenes are just with the Chestrel I mean, she's beats. another one of those, like, pinnacle characters like I would, I would very much like compare her to Finnick in a lot of ways, where a lot of people just attached themselves to her as soon as she was introduced. Mm-hmm. I mean, like even the actor Ivana Lynch. Oh damn, she, girl! I have no other way you pulled that. I she forgot. like 
begged to be in the movie basically yeah she did because she felt such like a kinship with her i mean she probably kins luna lovegood now but yeah i mean i think that i think she was such like a represent like a representation in a like very non-representational way you know what i mean where she like represented an abstract idea whether uh, rather than like a real like like real life situation to me like you know what i mean like she was different so anybody who was different it was sort of a universal thing Oh, is that talking about the actor than like no, herself? No. Oh, yes, Luna. because she was like the corner yeah. where all the weird people could collect and be like, "Oh, I love this." Because all the uh, characters in Harry Potter are annoying. I mean, who the fuck likes any of this? I mean, character? should should the said author have like put all the work on Luna to do that throughout her series? No, because no. I like how but... fully whoever wrote this book was like, "Oh, I need to <laughs> add a layer of emotional depth to this story that no one else can carry." So I'm just going to create the girl that no one likes, and Harry will connect with her, and I'm fine with that. I mean, did she carry the entire like end of the series on her back? Of course. I mean, they would have never even found the last Horcrux, one of the last Horcruxes without Luna, because she's like, "Oh yeah, I I know exactly where the the diadem is," because I've been talking to ghosts the whole time. I was here and it's iconic and casting wise perfect casting harry potter in general is kind of like flawless casting everyone mm. looks, neville longbottom perfect transformation from weirdo to hot yeah. and definitely my second favorite character in the book um and i just think speaking again on my brain it's like it speaks so much to me that as like a 12 year old i was like oh i want to buy the glasses that she wore a copy of like the magazine magazine that she you know the quibbler oh my god i think i'm getting that right i had her wand fully I mean, I had a lot of wands. I had her dad's wand. It was a whole thing. I know, Xenophilius. But it was just because it was the dad. You know what I'm just... Who, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I was diehard Luna Lovegood stan. So in terms of YA books, characters from them, it could not have not been her. Hmm. I'm glad I found out who your these people are, though, for you. It speaks a little bit. You're an orphan girl and a middle child. But you're not actually an orphan. But unless... Can you imagine? No. If any of us were secretly adopted? Stop. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely adopted. <laughs> Have you seen my parents? Have you seen me? Did you know that like 28,000 children are switched at birth every year? Yeah, it's very probable, I guess. I don't think any of us are, though. I feel like we all look like our families, but I would be shocked to know. Hmm. No. I doubt. I wish I was. I wish I was switched though. That's like the next. Because my life has been so boring lately. I mean, fucking knock on wood, nothing bad happens. But I would love to have some like life revealing, you know, discovery or something about something soon. If I wasn't actually from my family, bitch, I'd be already be out. Boom. I'd be like, well, who are the real ones? But what if your real family doesn't want you anymore? Well, that would like, add to the story. Yeah, it'd add to the drama. I mean, they wouldn't be able to live without me, but. This segment is called Real Life. What are we talking about? I think that this segment would be a fun thing to do because Geraldine and I have a lot of perspectives, right? Prickly perspectives on what's going on in the real world, especially related to book things. Like books are being turned into movies, controversies about it. And I feel like Geraldine's brain is just like a host of different things of on on this period. But I would love to sort of get into and talk about something going on in like real life events because current events are interesting, no? In the book world? Yeah, a little bit. Hmm, interesting. So what came across our desk today? <laughs> what has? You can introduce. Um... So recently, there's a new series heading to Netflix soon. Tell us more. Called Heartstopper. 
anybody know any heart stopper heads out there? <laughs> Anyone aware of any heart stoppers? Cuddle monsters? Any, any of Anyone's ever heard of well, them? Well, actually, it's funny because Young Royals just came out, and apparently. It's a show on Netflix, and apparently, Orange. like the Heartstopper and Young Royals fandoms are combining because it's basically the same thing. <laughs> Every show on Netflix is the same thing at this point, though. Yeah, so Heartstoppers is a graphic novel series, but it's also part of this like bigger novel like universe. It's actually very confusing. Like, I think the author's name is Alice Osman, and she's like insane because like all of her books are connected. And she, like, writes books, but then she also draws the graphic novels, and they're connected, and we're, we're, and the timeline is really weird. But So she has a cinematic universe. Yeah, she has created her What's own. What's her name? Alice Osman or something. Oh, anyway, okay. it's a British, it's going to be a British show <laughs> about Harsh. teenagers. Um, it is gay, though. So How could you even put a show on any sort of, I mean, streaming service, because nothing goes on television anymore, without gay characters like could you imagine a show trying i was to... thinking about this the other day i was looking at my... we will never again I, I have a nice straight show for our children was, to watch no no we i never was, will i was looking at my recently read and like the past seven books have all been gay in some way i was like i'm it's getting fatigued yeah I, i'm I, getting fatigued do you think <laughs> that we have a right to not want to know about gay people <laughs> <laughs> like am i allowed to be homophobic at this point i'm like i just want some stupid dumb straight people yes for a second. and i know just i mean we, we could go watch emily in paris but i one don't want to i just i think that at this point it's like we get it you want to be inclusive of but gay it's also people like, what i think is is the diversity isn't diverse enough that's the yeah, problem. We're getting not. the same stories recycled over and over again. Yes. The representation isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. Like, I think it's smart. Representation is not one-sided. You can't just show one person's story. Well, you gotta one. give me a queer show. Like, you gotta give me a show about that touch. Because, I'm sorry, if you're gonna put gay characters, then the show better have something to do with trauma, drama, well, or fun. Heartstopper, the two main characters are gay. Because you have so many shows now just like, oh, and he's pan and he wants to fuck guys and girls or but and it's like no one cares though. Like I care, but now it feels too forced for me. They're forcing the hand. And I just think I who was I just talking about this with? I don't know. But you know, I, I feel like let's I I think I'm allowed to be a little bit homophobic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This show is gonna do that, no? Yes or no? What's um... the controversy with Heartstoppers? Heartstopper, if you want to know what it's about, it's about this kid named Charlie who is gay and he goes to school and he becomes friends with this jock named Nick. But what's the tea on it? Is it controversial or anything? It's a very soft person graphic novel. <laughs> Do you like think you should agree with it becoming a show or are people mad I... or happy about it? People seem happy, but I've only seen, like, from the side of... Like, I started reading Heartstopper because I found out it was being adapted. It's already been cast in everyone. Everyone knows everybody in the cast already. It's like... You know, like, those fandom things where, like, everyone finds out, and then they're already fans of the people. Yeah, and it's it's like, like, girl, they've done not one thing. It's a very fandom thing. There's fan cams of, like, random background shots they've been in. Yeah. I don't get that either. You know, fandom culture is something that drove me when I was, like, 11, maybe. 11 to 13. I posted a lot. If I could go back, if I could have archived rather than deleted all of my my things I posted on Instagram in seventh grade, what a treasure chest (laughs) that would be. Because I fully was standing, like, the background character in every single Hunger Games movie. Like, oh, my God. Fox fate. Yeah. I could go back to all the girls that I loved. So mortifying. To all the boys I've loved before. But people still... That was not a bad movie. The first one. And the book, book. The books are pretty good, actually. Like, 
uh, Noah Centineo was hot for a minute. One time he was outside my job, too. Could you believe? When I worked at that PR firm. Well, he's not hot anymore. Paid. I know, but everyone started freaking out because he was out there and I was kind of mad I didn't see him. But no, he's ugly now. But you know, it's about not about what you do, but it's about what you done with what you did for other people. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, <laughs> himbo. Obviously, I go for him, tall himbos. But back to the point, fandoms, how I, like, do you think there's full-on adults who still do this on Twitter? Or is it just 12-year-olds who truly run Twitter? It depends. Right? Because, like, I'm scared. Because I feel like a lot, of, a lot of the people who, like, I know, like, I follow a lot of artists who contribute a lot to the fan communities, but, like, they're not acting. Like, like they're like making the, fan art. Yeah, but they're not acting like the people who reblog that fan art. Or make make Heartstopper fan art. Come on. No, I don't. Make some. Over here drawing eggs. Oh, I on. don't Let's... like. The thing is, I don't. Like, Heartstopper's fine. Anyone can read it for free, by the way. It's on Webtoon. Heartstopper's fine. What I do think would be interesting to see how it plays out in, in on screen, which I don't even know if they're going to touch upon in the first season, is Charlie has an eating disorder. And it's, like, really bad. And he goes away to therapy. And he's, like, separated from everyone for a while. And then there's a bu- whole book about him just being in... Um, a chocolate rehab. factory. Okay. In rehab. But like, <laughs> and there's this weird, at this point. Do you think Willy Wonka's a pedophile? I'm kind of sad because I'm obsessed with him. He's kind of, uh, I wouldn't let him Predator. around children. Okay. I don't think he's a pedophile. He might just hate children in some way. He went to Seminole school. For sure. Anyway, you are excited for Heartstopper. I'm not. I'm not going to watch it. Oh, period. <laughs> so we don't endorse it on the pod. No, you can. It seems like it's going to be a fun, like, campy British comedy romance about gay boys falling in love. And in the school. royal? No. Oh, that's young royals. Young royals. Were there also gay royals? Yeah. I love a gay royal. We know. That's a new trend. I'm seeing those books everywhere. Casey McQuiston is that girl, let me tell you. I Girl, we wrote to part your last book, but I really do love you. Um, okay, we're going to take one more short little break, and then we'll be back with another fun segment. Some questions. We have some questions. We have some filtering to do through our numerous messages that we get every day, people begging for advice. And we're just this poor girl. She won't stop hitting us up. At this point, I just had to answer. So we'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, GBF queries. Question. And if you guys have a question, you just have to DM us. And um, we're always listening. I mean, or call me if you have my number. Um, this is a question from one of our best ease. And it says, hi, Geraldine <laughs> and Rob. <laughs> Get ready. Lately, I've been having this issue with a close friend of mine. I've known them for years. Almost 10 at this point. But lately, I've been feeling totally drained by their energy. Oh. I feel guilty for feeling this way. However, at this point, it feels obvious that we've grown apart, and I'm struggling with the best way to appropriately cut them out. Do you think it's wrong of me to feel this way? Especially because at this point, I've known them for the majority of my childhood and adulthood. (laughs) And what would be the best way to do it? Thanks, guys. Please help me. Best Anonymous. Is that real? No. This, yes. Yes, it is. It's a real question from someone. And and now our job is to not only answer the question, but relate it to a book. What would you do? <sighs> okay, Just so cut them out? I don't like this question <laughs> because I have so many friends that I've never cut any of them out. But oh. because... Ever. I've, you know me. I'm still friends Max with Max was not in the group chat last I week. Just, 
Group, okay, do not take someone out of a group chat because that is viscerally mean. I feel like the current day thing of kicking someone out of a group chat is the same thing as like walking, driving past them in a car and like throwing a slushie on them or something. Like that's just evil. Like, you know what I mean? Like if, if That's I was, not the question. If I was a 12-year-old person, but they're asking about cutting out a friend. So what not to do? Just don't do anything that's like majorly to hurt them, but like slowly like float away. Like, yes, I've I've slowly drifted from people but if it feels obvious to do so then you already have your answer you just need to start doing things with other people and not them and rather than ghosting just appropriately make you know your distance and if they get too clingy and crazy then just send a long text paragraph they're always iconic and then you know it's so long that it like goes into another document and, uh, and you talk about why you guys can't be friends anymore there's nothing to be ashamed of there's no guilt of involved here right yeah no have you cut people out of your life i'm about to cut you out <laughs> Baby, there's plenty of scissors right here. It's a deadline. Well, I don't know. I, I think that's, that's the best thing that I would do. To cut someone out? Yeah, like, don't be... I, you're she- not obligated to be around someone you don't want to be around. Are you one of those people that goes through the life philosophy of, like, you think that you just don't owe, like, your friends anything? Because I don't believe that way. Like, I do think you owe someone explanations, right? Sometimes. But not all the time. I would say in this situation, if you don't put closure on it, they will keep trying to talk to you again so yeah an explanation is a way of finding closure but i will say like the older you get the more you realize that uh people grow up and you drift apart so you don't have to be friends with the same people just because you were friends with them because you were just around each other all the time sorry (laughs) would love that approach i just think the nicer you are the better Right? Okay. What book would you say reminds you of this situation? This situation? The question. Yeah. The question at hand. Emotionally, you might like an A.S. King book. Who is that? She's an author. She a writes... lot of these, like, syllable names. Yeah, it's kind of a trend, I think. Not syllable. Um, con- Whatever. Just letters, simply. Yeah, well, she writes a lot about mental health. And I'm thinking if you are trying to cut someone out, you're probably in a period of transition, right? Of mm. growing up and maturing and dealing with a lot of things. Because even if you don't feel like you want to be around this person anymore, it's still going to affect you in some way when you cut them out, right? It's mm. You're changing your life a lot by doing that. So A.S. King writes a lot about very poignant, mental health issues um and they're all pretty much growing of age books so you might not have the same traumas as the characters in her books have but you could probably find something cathartic in reading them yeah this person doesn't say their age but probably if you're cutting a friend out then you're like young and coming of age right probably like 17 in an english class yeah for sure and you sit next to each other at the desk and you're like fuck i just gotta i don't know how to avoid this girl i have actually sat next to people directly in class who i was not friends with anymore and you just gotta avoid use your brain put yourself somewhere it's else. a lot i will say it's a lot harder in high school than oh my god now. it's impossible in high school even though i did it but it's hard life is hard being Italian is hard. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think that's all for today. This really is all for today. This has been, what a hot afternoon. 
Um, I've had the best time. I want to go drink some more seltzer and actually like go take another dip in the pool, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the pod this week. This has been Rob. This is Geraldine. And we have um, way more fun tings on the horizon. And um, yeah, now you get to listen to the best song ever, which is our outro music, which if we should put it on streaming. We'll have to DM him. Bye, guys.